Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Shalom Yamini. Each week, we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find inspiration that will complement your daily life and intensify your connection to God. This month of the Parsha Perspective is being sponsored by Anonymous in honor of the Jewish people and the land of Israel. May Hashem protect our soldiers and may the Jewish people only experience success, health, and prosperity. If you or someone you know would like to sponsor a month of the Parsha Perspective, please contact us at our Facebook page, The Parsha Perspective. This week's podcast is also in memory of my aunt, Chana Bas Yehuda, and my grandmother, Geto Bas Usher. May their souls be uplifted and may their memory be a blessing for my family and the entire Jewish nation. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Vahigash. We continue the story from the end of last week's Torah portion. Binyamin was found with a silver cup in his possession, and Yosef commanded that Binyamin remain as a slave while the brothers were free to go. At this point, our Parsha begins. Yehuda steps up to appeal to Yosef and to beg for forgiveness. He explained to Yosef that Yaakov was reluctant to allow Binyamin to make the journey down to Egypt because he was his youngest child, the last remaining descendant from his most beloved wife, Rachel. As such, Yaakov harbored great love for Binyamin, and if he was to return home without Binyamin, Yaakov would die in misery from the pain and agony of the loss of his second son. Yehuda appealed to Yosef, begging to remain as a slave in Binyamin's stead. As the Pasuk says, V'ata yeshiv na'avdecha tachasanar eved la'adaini v'hanar yalem echov That if possible, would Yehuda be able to take Binyamin's stead, and that Binyamin would head back home with his brothers. At that point, Yosef cannot restrain himself any longer. Overcome with emotion, he asks all the Egyptians to leave his presence and reveals his identity to his brothers, saying those famous words, Ani Yosef ha'oid avichai. I am Yosef, is my father still alive? The brothers were speechless, completely in shock and in disarray of the fact that their brother was still alive. They started to tremble in fear of Yosef's retaliation. But Yosef invited them closer. As the Pasuk says, Vayomer Yosef gishu na'ilai. Yosef invited them closer making history as the first person in the Torah to forgive. But the question comes to mind, what was so powerful about Yehuda's speech that made Yosef overcome with emotion? What was so compelling about Yehuda's appeal that made Yosef break character and reveal his true identity? To answer this question, we must go back to the beginning of this entire episode, when Shimon and Levi conspired to kill Yosef. But Reuven interjected. He recommended that they throw him into a pit instead as he was intending to come back later and save him. But while he was gone, Yehuda took Yosef out of the pit and sold him to a band of passing Arabs, starting the sequence of events that led them to this exact moment. The reason why Yosef was overcome with emotion was because he just witnessed a complete transformation of Yehuda's character, from being the person who sold him without remorse to a person who stepped up as a leader from amongst his brothers, taking responsibility for his past actions, making sure they never occur again, by stepping up to Yosef, making sure that he stays true to his word, that Binyamin will go home safe to his father. And when faced with the prospect of leaving Binyamin as a slave in Egypt, he offered his life instead of Binyamin's, taking complete responsibility, achieving perfect repentance. That is why Yosef was overcome with emotions. He just observed a person have complete remorse for his past actions, taking responsibility to make sure that it never happens again. From this episode and others, we see Yehuda stepping up as a leader from amongst his brothers, as a person who has the capability of recognizing the wrongdoing 
in his past deeds, growing from these past experiences to ensure that they never happen again. Because of this, he merited that most of the Jewish kings will come from his descendants and that the ultimate redeemer will come from his offspring. Yehuda gives way to the powerful idea that leaders are human beings which make mistakes, but what differentiates them is the ability to learn and grow from the past experience and make sure that it never happens again. In our daily life, we can lead or we can be led. We can lead by recognizing, learning, and growing from the misdeeds in our past actions, using those experiences to inspire us to stay strong when tested, setting us up for ultimate success and prosperity. Or we can be led by our ego, which will hinder our ability to grow as human beings and stop us from reaching our true potential, setting us up for a life that is unfulfilled, disappointing, and undesirable. There is a great quote that I once heard. A true leader is a person who is big enough to admit his mistakes, but strong enough to correct them. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to the Parsha Perspective. You may send thoughts and comments to the Parsha Perspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.